And welcome back to Season 3, Episode 2 of the Burning League Podcast. It's myself, Russo. I'm joined by Tom and Thomas. Again, it's the dog days of August. Nothing's really happened this past week. Uh, a few things, but uh, we put out a poll on poll on Twitter yesterday. And uh, you guys wanted us to talk about potential mock trades for when Jack Eichel gets traded. Not if, but a matter of when Jack Eichel gets traded. We'll do that more towards the end of the episode. Uh, A few things did happen earlier this week. um, And I guess we'll just kick it off with our favorite team of the offseason. Edmonton Oilers. Your favorite team. Your favorite team. The the masterclass of Ken Holland has continued. Um, This was a big one. Darnell Nurse. He earned himself an eight-year contract extension worth $9.25 million per year. If no one signs a larger contract than that come 2022-23, Darnell, Darnell Nurse will be the fifth highest paid <laughs> defenseman in the NHL. Oh, Thomas, lead us off here. Yeah, I'll go first here with that one. Um, go for it. Hold <laughs> We saw a week previous, Wierenski get around 9.5, Seth Jones get 9.5. Now Darnell Nurse comes in at 9.25, which is not better than that, but eight years going the distance with Darnell Nurse, who had arguably one good season in his NHL career. Solid defenseman. I like Darnell Nurse. Good top four guy. I don't know if I'm ready to go the distance with him at eight years. I don't know if I'm ready to go the distance with being paid the high, the fifth highest paid defenseman in the league as of right now, which is absolutely crazy to say in a time where we thought no one had money and nobody was going to go to the salary cap. But apparently we're all wrong. And Ken Holland, uh, the savior of the franchise coming in after Peter Shirelli's masterclass, this guy has even a better masterclass. I don't know what we're talking about with this Oilers team. They have so many things that are wrong, and they don't have to do with McDavid or Drysaddle. They have to do with all the other players getting eight years. I love Nuge. Eight years is too long for a guy who's just average. And, well, Darnell Nurse is average. He got 9.25. Tom, what are your thoughts on that deal? Man, okay, so you say, like, the Ken Holland masterclass. What would Oilers fans take to get back Shirelli? Or, yeah, Peter Shirelli. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, just... The Oilers are having themselves an offseason. Last year, they did nothing but bargain bin contracts. And everybody, like a Kyle Turris buyout, uh, signing him off of that was like one of their bigger moves. And like you said, oh man, Darnell Nurse for eight years as an extension, so it is nine. It'll kick in when he's 27, and then it's eight years. That is a ridiculously long time for Darnell Nurse. And um, if I'm being honest here, there's one other defenseman on the Oilers that kind of plays a quite a similar game to Darnell Nurse, and like Russo, you could probably back me up on this, knowing knowing a whole bunch of stuff about this former Avalanche Leaf defenseman Tyson Berry. They both just get the puck to the forwards. McDavid, Drysaddle, just pass them the puck, and that's all you need to do to put up points. And that's kind of what Darnell Nurse did. He did he score also shot like 15%. Scored 16 goals, and I think he shot like 15%. So that was going to be my next point. Sure, he puts up goals. But, oh man, that shooting percentage is going to come crashing down. 
That I was. Want to, I want to find what his actual shooting percentage was. You continue. Was, I'm going to find. It was this. ridiculously high, and that is. We'll see what this next year brings in the Pacific, but that was sort of one of those caveats of being in the Canadian division, where like, I think we look at that and. A lot of teams were better than everybody gave them credit for. Like Montreal, Winnipeg were better. Uh, Edmonton and Toronto were both good teams. But defense is optional. Hence why we saw 10 point. So that'll like half. I don't know. You might score 10 goals. Well, if you go back and watch, if you go back and watch some of the goals that he scored, like there's one that sticks out against the Habs. He like banked it off like four guys, <laughs> and he scored like and he scored like a bunch of goals against the Senators. Um, just for reference, so his career shooting percentage is four point nine. His highest before this season was back in sixteen seventeen when he shot five point eight. So, <laughs> so I mean, the like, silence him, tells like, us all, right? Like, yeah, like he had thirty six points this year. It's not even like he blew the doors off either, right? Yeah, like he got paid more than Kale McCarr. Yeah, he's, and like, he's the he's the second highest paid player in the Edmonton Oilers, when quite literally Leon Drysaddle exists. Which, to Drysaddle's credit, that contract isn't a. Uh, he deserves a lot more than that. Yeah, but, but when you're when you're the Hart Trophy winner from two seasons ago mm-hmm. is making less. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and I just I wonder how much like. The Oilers and Ken Holland looked around the league and saw the McCarr deal, saw the Wierenski and the Jones contracts, um, the Heiskanen one two. Mm-hmm. Like that would have been a good comparable, the Mira Heiskanen one. Yeah. I don't even know if that is a good comparable. Maybe, but and defenseman got overpaid a little bit. I think oh, we can a all agree bit. on that. <laughs> Just throughout the board, yeah. got overpaid this. Got overpaid this off season. Yep. Uh, it's not like Darnell Nurse needed a contract this no. summer. They could. You know what I think they were worried about? Could have worked on that. What? You know what I think they were worried about? That he would have had an, an even better year than the year he just had, and now he's asking for ten. So I'm going to hedge my waited. bets that for one he doesn't, and he regresses back to more or less where he has been his entire career. <laughs> Uh, coupled with the scoring will probably go down next year. And all of a sudden, your risk tolerance of, hey, maybe we could pay him like seven next year or 10. <laughs> so we're going to give him 9.25 now. <laughs> the difference of 700K versus like 2.25 million is a lot different. Yeah. I probably would have just waited. Yeah. And like, even if he like, maybe he does have a big year next year. Obviously, full season, eighty-two games, and maybe they squeak into the playoffs, and we have a big season for Darnell Nurse. But you know, I guess you guys are in a high on the odds there for him having a good year next year, right? So, nah. I mean, whether it was that gamble Edmonton wanted to make with, like you said, Tom, that's a perfect uh, explanation of like two hundred k and two million dollars. I would have liked to see Darnell Nurse come in at right now at around seven. I, I don't yeah. think I would like riot. For that deal, right? But just nine point two five right off the bat in a year left, where he could have negotiated with them, it's, it's a bit weird. The, the the crazy thing about this is like he's getting paid as a superstar defenseman. Yeah, right. Yes. He's getting paid as 
you're getting paid more than Dougie Hamilton. You're getting paid more than Kale McCarr. You're getting paid more than Heiskanen. Uh, Adam Pellick, who signed, we'll get into him after. Yeah. Like, and like, who's, go back who's further infinitely to, better than Kale McCarr. Uh, not Kale McCarr. Uh, Darnell Nurse. Like, you um, can go back further. Um, John Carlson. Like, uh, Victor Hedman. Oh, the Hedman right? deal like, seven. Like, yeah. It, and the thing is, he's being paid like a superstar defenseman. And on most teams, what's Darnell Nurse? Second, third, maybe yeah. fourth, depending yes. on the team. Second, third. Yep. Second, third. Yeah. Yep. And that's the problem. Is like, sure, he had a great year. He played against all the Canadian teams who were kind of bad. Right. He's still not very good defensively. He's good offensively. Yeah, he throws up numbers. Can't really defend. And we talked about it last week, like with all the guys that they were signed. Like, they don't have anyone that can defend outside of Cody CC. No. Tyson Berry, no. Duncan no. Keith, no. Nurse, he's okay. He's not very. He's not very good. You know, he's Evan more Bouchard. offensive than defensive. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And you yeah. But play him pro- like, like that. Yeah, but the problem is they don't have anyone else. <laughs> that that's the, yeah. That's what like, like brings Chris up. Russell, <laughs> no. Evan Bouchard, we haven't seen enough of him. <laughs> it all, it's, it's it oddly uh, reminds me. Sorry, Russell. Uh, no, well, sorry. Like, like they had they sorry, but they had Ethan Bear, who was primarily Nurse's partner. Maybe you can kind of uh, agree with me on this. I think I know where you're going with this. Morgan Riley? Yeah. Like, I, I was going to say the exact like, – like, trade him now. Oh, for one, trade him now. Like, screw the idea of your own rental at the deadline. That's yep. not – No. I it's like that thing. idea, but at the same time, no, because that's just who you went in with beforehand. Your own rental is like Kutrov came back for the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Cool. That's a rental. He come back. Who was hurt? If Sony plays for you all year, no, that's your team. Um, my thinking, kind of, of this is like Russo. You said they have nobody to defend. No, right? they quite literally don't. For how many years scary. did the Leafs have nobody to defend? Oh, up until last year. Up until last year, they got Muzzin and they got Brody. Brody. All of a sudden, Morgan Riley's numbers kind of take a step back because you know he's not right. just free will. Going up and down the ice, what is defense? Pl- a lot he like playing what, with Ron Hainsey. That too, but a lot like what Darnell Nurse has been doing, right? Uh, God, the amount of times I've seen him behind the offensive net's insane. Obviously, being a Flame fan, I've seen Darnell Nurse quite a bit. He's a good player, but in no way, shape, or form should this guy be making north of $9 million. Seven, no. I think, would have been perfect. I think seven yeah. million bucks. You know what? Is it a little bit of an overpayment? I think so. But for what he's going to do, $7 million would have been fine. But he's in a nine. And like, like how are the Oilers going to compete when you're giving nine to Nurse? You got Keith at 5.5 for another two years. CeCe's making 3.2. Clef Bomb's 4.1 is off the books, and he's not even playing. <laughs> I forgot four they gave Cody CeCe 3.25. You, you have... Barry a four and a half. They got, z- they have zero cap space. They still have to sign Kaylor Yamamoto. Like, like what's the plan here at Edmonton? McDavid and Drysad are going to will this team to the playoffs again. Yep. And now they're taught. And now we're getting reports that Tippett might not even play Hyman with McDavid. They- they're thinking of putting Drysad on the wing. Like, what is happening? Like, didn't you sign Zach Hyman to particularly play with Connor? Or one of them. Are they just going to go like Hyman Nugent Hopkins? 
Because I don't think and, that's going to go very and well. Bo- and Bob Stoffer keeps putting out that Zach Cassian's going to be playing in the top six. Chris Russell has outscored Zach Hyman. Not Zach Hyman. Has outscored Zach Cassian since Zach Cassian signed his extension. See, yeah, they got the Warren Fogle. That's the perfect player that they think Cassian can be. And if you want to put Zach Cassian on your top line, dude, just put Warren Fogle there. You'll score more goals. You'll get more offense. You'll get better defense. You'll get everything else that's better. Sorry, can I just also put out, because I'm looking at this now, Darnell Nurse will be a free agent in the summer of 2030. <laughs> Is he the first person to go? That, oh, no, Seth Jones. Right. Seth Jones. Right, because Seth Jones was they, also... Their, yeah. their extensions are starting the, same, starting the same year. That's crazy, huh? Like, they lost, do they insane. last in their teams, both those guys? Do they last till 2030 on Chicago? Oh, how are you going to move them? <laughs> I don't know if you can move that. <laughs> Unless they play like up to God levels for almost zero, <laughs> I doubt it. Like I said a lot last episode about like Kale McCarr, and they didn't buy any UFA years. No, right? It walks them right into Kale. free agency. Have <laughs> been nine for six. They bought every possible UFA year of Darnell Nurse, yeah. and I don't understand why. Because he's a UFA after this current contract, I believe. Because guys. They have to put. They have to compete every year. Connor's there. It doesn't matter after the five years. It doesn't matter, right? It doesn't matter. Like, call, what's call? Is he there for paid? five more? One, two, three. Four. Yeah, yeah. He's there for five more. Dry Saddles got four. So, quite frankly, they got four years before Dude. one of them bolts. There's no way Connor or Leon are staying, right? Or both. Well, especially if they don't win, right? Like that's a major factor. But like, there's no way either of them stick yeah. around. If they're making the semis and the finals, yeah, or like they're not coming gonna close, though. With, with what? They, with Mike yeah, Smith? They're not going to. They're not with gonna, Mike well, Smith and Darnell Nurse as your number one. No, <laughs> no. Like they, they better hope to God that Evan Bouchard is sick. They better because hope their that. right side is their right side is terrible. I don't think that's the case here. We've seen prospect after prospect in Edmonton just fade. Yeah, like, even. Like Rizzo, you said they better hope Evan Bouchard's like god tier. Even he's kind of his projections taken a little bit of a step already. Well, because yeah. he played because dude, he played he played 14 games this year. Yeah, like what do you mean? Why didn't you play him? And you think he's gonna play more behind No like, Hell no. Not with not with Dave Tippett else? behind the bench. Not with Dave Tippett behind the bench. I see Oilers fans screaming for them to play Evan Bouchard. I would too. Yeah, oh he went tenth, tenth overall, eighth overall, tenth overall, whatever he went. You're not playing because Cody sees you. Oh my god, I feel for you. When you fans. put I really, it like really that, when it's Cody sees taking up and the spot, Tyson I think Barry. you have him. Tyson Berry, I understand. Uh, Tyson Berry fits uh, what your team does well. Can't play defense. Can't play defense. Oilers uh, offense. Woo. Yeah, it's I I have no words. And I see a lot of Oilers fans happy about this. Some are really pissed. I don't know. I feel like most are pretty pissed. I don't know who you're seeing. I've that's no, like I've seen this. quite a few people be like, oh well, we got our best defenseman locked up. Who cares about the number? Should care about the number. Should care. Anyway. I don't know. Is this the worst contract that the Oilers have signed recently? Probably, right? I think so. In terms of aging 
or I guess CC's worse. I think CC's there's potentially worse. CC can be bad, but you can move on from. Yeah. Can you? Can you move three point two out? Yeah. You can find a suitor. Dude, like how many contracts Arizona took on this year that that's that some team moves that's like, they're not moving them? And Cody yeah, Ceci clearly has some type of uh, pedigree NHL, around the league. NHL GMs love this guy, like for whatever reason. <laughs> oh, it's so funny to say. Hey, to be fair, he actually had a pretty decent year in Pittsburgh. Dude, he was oh, a plus yeah. eighteen. Yeah, no, no. no. To be it's fair, seven, he had a good 17, year. He had seventeen had points year. in fifty-three games. To for reference, he had eight points in fifty-six games with the Leafs. And huh. I will never forget the Tyson Berry to Cody CC pass, and that was like, he that was like, missed it by like twenty feet. That was a year ago, like two days ago or something. That was yeah, about, a, about a week ago. Uh, that was pretty never funny. forget. That was a great shot. Get ready, Oilers fans. Yeah, they're coming uh, uh, for you. The Oilers saw that and said, "We need that on our team." We need that. Yep. Anyway, um, let's go to the other on. defenseman. Yeah, I wanted to talk about Adam Pellick. Um, God, this is a great, great, great deal for Lou Lamorello and the New York Islanders. Eight years, $5.75 million per year. Um, if you guys haven't watched Adam Pellick, you haven't really paid attention to the Islanders, um, he's pretty amazing. He doesn't put up huge point numbers, but he does what every Oiler defenseman doesn't do, and he defends extremely well. Um, I'd make the argument he's a top 10 defenseman in the league and he's not being paid like one. He has like the 58th largest contract in the league out of all players. Like, sure, he only had 14 points in 56 games this year, but by every metric, by every eye test, if you watch Adam Pellick, him and Ryan Pulick combined to create one of the better defensive pairs in the league. I think this is a home run for, for a GM that we've shitted on for a long time. Um, pretty fantastic deal for Lula Morello and the Islanders here, in my opinion, I think. Yeah, and you said like the point totals, and I get that that's not overly high, but also that's not what he's tasked to do with. And also, the Islanders don't the score that Islanders much. don't score. And in a full season on the Islanders, that's on pace for about 25 points. Put 30 if you're like pushing it. Yep. Uh, for a defenseman on that type of team, that is... A home run every year. Mm-hmm. That's fa- a and, fantastic and contract. At, and they got him at eight years. And this dude is how old is that? Almost twenty-seven. Is it? I thought he was younger than that. Not even close. He's Darnell Nurse's age. He's twenty-six. Okay. <laughs> so he's twenty-six. I thought he was a little younger. I thought he was like twenty-four, twenty-five. Dude, the guy's hairline's like freaking. Yeah. Uh, wow. Well, <laughs> Sam Bennett is also twenty-four, and he has no hairline. He's got a okay. Yeah, stash, but. He's got a dirty stash, yeah. So, um, yeah, Thomas, like, do you have thoughts on Adam Pellick? Yeah, not a fan. Ooh, why? I, I don't mind the money. I don't give eight years out to a person who just can do one thing. Um, and that's Mikhail McCarr can do both things. Adam Fox can do both things. Victor Hedman can do both things. Now one guy is getting eight years for – Reminds me a lot of Zaitsev, except he's way better than Zaitsev defensively, and there's no question about that. Just I can't, I don't, I don't give eight years to non 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 elite players in the league, right? Like I just can't put put eight. Yeah, years but to like, come. but his the cap hits low. It's not like it's a high cap. No, no, hit. no. The money's fine. Six. The money's fine. It's eight years. Like I mean, for somebody, it's like it's not like it's going to be 
bad at the end of eight years. Like five point seven when he's thirty four, he doesn't play that tough of a style. He'll probably not have too much of a drop off, and by the time he starts dropping off, uh, you can probably trade him for something at a deadline or a year or two out. He'll be in that type of range. But I'm just looking at the oil or not the Oilers, the other orange and blue team, the Islanders defensive core. Man, they got one year. Everybody's up except for Pelich. Yeah. They got one more year to go for it. Yeah. Well, Boychuk isn't Boychuk isn't playing. He's retired. So, uh, so yeah, Pelich is locked up. Pulik's uh, UFA. Mayfield's got two years. Dobson's RFA. Andy Green's UFA. Who really cares? And the not good, the not as good Sebastian Ajo is RFA. Um, Thomas Hickey is was bought, buried. So buried. Yeah. They only have five defensemen so far. Because uh, they have seven two, defensemen three, four, under contract. Boychuk's not playing. Yeah, they have, they, have, they have six. They have six. They have six guys signed. And they got like they got Hickey buried in the minors. They have Samuel Bodu, who I think oh, they're kind of right. high on. Bold Wild, I think they're pretty high on. Right. Like it, you can always find a sixth guy at training camp. And this year it will cost you like two point five per. Oh. <laughs> Yeah, no. Like at the end of the day, I think this is a home run deal for the Islanders. I really do. Um, yeah, he I'm, doesn't get I'm a lot of power play time. He doesn't get a lot of power play time just because they they do give it to Pollock, I believe at least on the first unit. And Devontae's was getting it before he got traded. Nick Letty. Um, Nick Nick Letty was the other guy. Yeah, I, I totally forgot he was got traded. Yeah. Um, no, I, I think it's I think it's a pretty solid solid. Deal. I will say this. I saw a lot, a lot, a lot of praise for it. I don't think it's that great of a deal. I think it's slightly below fair. That makes sense. Totally agree. That's my final. final like, why, why would you be praising the GM who gives out eight-year deals on a, on a basis? Yeah. Because it's everyone. I mean, yeah, but, kinda... for, but for, him, they get, for them to get him at 5.7. That's probably what it costed the years for yeah. that money. Yeah, but like I said, that's a pretty, you know, good cap it. I would say it's, it's almost maybe even like low. the reverse. Like if Adam, like if Adam Pellick, like sorry, go ahead. Like it's kind of the reverse of what we've seen. If that makes sense, like all the like Seth Jones buys UFA years, uh, Mira Heiskanen buys UFA years, so Zach on Wierenski. and so on. Darnell Nurse, Zach Wierenski. they all buy UFA years. This is kind of like the opposite to where you take less to buy more years, right? Yeah. Like you're getting more insurance that you will have 5.75 coming in the door uh, in eight years, but it's, yeah, it's less like than what you could have made. Yeah. So it's, I, I, I like know. that. I, I like that thinking, right? Yeah. I think like if Adam Pellet goes to market tomorrow, what does he get? Like on the free, the free agent market. Somebody would somebody would have gave him stupid money. Yeah, know? six and a half to seven right? by seven. Yeah, that's what I think. <laughs> like it's not you know, like Thomas, you're right. He does count. one thing, but he does it oh no, yeah, in for sure. the top echelon of the league well. Yeah, like he no, defends better than almost any player in the league. What did we just see Philip Deneau get? He does one it, thing yeah. extraordinarily well. Yeah. And they got around the same money, so um, I like yeah. it. I like I like it for the Islanders. You know what? All right. 
I, I, I got the next signing up. So, yep. you know, you said you do one thing. These guys do one thing. Well, Thomas Attar does one thing very good. Sits in the playoffs. Uh, and that's what he's going to be doing with the New Jersey Devils. Oh, hey, the five for two hey, years. Hey, the Devils he's gotta get sitting to the playoffs in the playoffs. Devils got to get there first. Yeah, do you mean that makes – is that a hot take that the Devils make the playoffs this year? No, that means they're not going to make it. Okay. So he's going to be okay. sitting again. So he's going to be out in the playoffs. He'll yeah, he's going to be at home. He's sitting on the couch. <laughs> yeah. He's gonna... Instead of the press box. Gotcha. No, but Russo, this is a big guy that you kind of want on the Flames and – you know, you've been talking about since he's been sitting with the Canadians. So get your thoughts on this one. Um, fantastic deal for New Jersey. I mean, they only like, sure is the money a little more than he was anticipated to get. Yeah, four and a half, I think, is relatively fair. It's only two years. New Jersey has, I think, they're still under the cap floor. No, that or puts they're them, just over. That it. puts them over. Sorry, they, sorry, they still have twelve million in cap space. They're. So, Eight they over the cap floor now because <laughs> well, they signed well, a whole yeah. bunch of um, yeah. So they signed Jan Kukin and Yegor Sharangovich, yes, and the Tatar deal. Yeah, okay. So because I, when Tatar signed this deal, I, I still think they had like twenty million in cap space because Thomas and I were together when it happened. Um, <laughs> so, but no, um, this is a again. I think this is a home run deal. I think Tom Fitzgerald has done some really really good things in New Jersey. Um, it's another one of those things. They desperately needed a player who can play in the top six, a guy who can drive offense, a guy who can score goals, put up points. Thomas Tatar does that in spades. Mm-hmm. I know I know people look, oh, the playoffs, he didn't play, he didn't do this. Let's put that all aside. Look what he's done in the regular season. The Devils need a guy to help them get to the playoffs. Thomas Tatar will help them get to the playoffs. Like if he's playing with Hughes, if he's playing with Nico. He's probably going to put up some numbers. And I saw a lot of people saying he's probably going to play with Hughes, and that's what I thought. I, I would think so too. But I do believe his game along with Heischer's game is going to mesh a little bit better than with Hughes just because Hughes plays this run-and-gun, fly-out-of-a-cannon type speed kind of game. Heischer, on the other hand, is a little more relaxed, if that's the right word to use. Like He's a little more like possession, you know, don't do anything at a crazy high speed. Um, I think that might work. And if they're going to use Nico as like their kind of shutdown guy, I think Tatar would mesh well with that. I like the deal a lot. He's going to play with either one of them. Um, he's going to play on the power play. And I think what is there not to like about this deal for New Jersey? Honestly, like, they did the same, a very similar thing with Wayne Simmons three years ago. I want to well, say they signed to a one year deal and. We one kind year of when they were the only one that could offer uh, five, five million dollars, mm-hmm. like yeah, was five. Wayne Simmons at any point a five million dollar player? No, <laughs> but you can retain half, go through another team, and then somebody like the Sabers picks him up at the deadline, and you get a pick back. <laughs> it's just Sabers did that. I, yeah, I still don't understand why that was a thing. Um, but it's you can do a similar thing with that next year if you really need to, or you know what next year, they probably make the playoffs or at least have a very legitimate push mm-hmm. towards it. I still uh, think they'll get it this year. I, yeah, I'm on board with, they make a, a, a good push for it, especially with Hamilton. If they get right the goaltending of Mackenzie Blackwood that they can. Dougie Hamilton comes as advertised. If I'm expecting Jack Hughes to take a massive jump and he yeah. had a fantastic year. The points weren't there because 
he was playing with guys who relatively couldn't really score, and his scoring was a little tough to come by. I'm expecting Hughes to have a monster year right before his ELC is up. Like, monster year. Oh, I, if I'm wrong. If you're wrong, then I think Jack Hughes has a little bit of a problem. Uh, it, it's hard because I, I, I've i watched him play, So, and my best friend is a Devils fan, and I've watched him play so much, and it's like he's so goddamn good. Like, And you watch him play. He's like, whenever he's out there, he has the puck. He's making things happen. He's got to find a scoring touch, and, it's a lot, and he's going to be more of a playmaker. We know that. Tatar, Holtz, you know, if Sherrod Govich takes a step. They got some guys. And I think, you know, Pavel Zaka, yes, for Brat's really good. They got guys, man. And they Tatar, do. And like, Tatar's this, a good piece. And this deal, like, is really just such a low risk for them. Low risk, high reward. Even low if risk. I don't even think it's low risk. I think, oh, sorry, not low risk. Not low risk. That's what I would say. It is low risk. Yeah. 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 Like, I thought I, thought, can, I, thought I said high risk, not high no. risk. No. No, the Devils have plenty of money, like cap space wise. The ownership has plenty of money. They can, they can afford to pay this so, yeah. so, so easily. Thomas. Yeah, and then what New Jersey's doing is like, sure, we don't make the playoffs. They could throw the card out there. Eh, we're not ready. We're too young, so we'll just go next year. They don't have exactly. to worry about whether if they make it or don't. Obviously, obviously, it's better to guys to make it the playoffs, but. With this signing, you have another deal. Uh, you never you, you you have another year to do and make the playoffs, right? So, low risk for me. I, I like the deal for Tatar. Money, yeah, maybe what five hundred k more than he should have gotten. Two if years, that. perfectly fine. Yeah, perfectly fine. Someone was going to pick him up eventually, and it was the Devils. Yeah, like I don't Tatar, think a lot of teams could have afforded that four point five. Exactly. Too. Like okay, if Thomas Tatar, because he had a fantastic regular season. During the regular season, he was very good. And his time with Montreal, he was fantastic. He was one of their better skaters. If Tatar doesn't sit in the playoffs for Montreal, and Montreal still goes far, and he has a decent showing, what does the Thomas Tatar look, contract look like? He's probably one of the most, you know, he's probably one of the more coveted players on the market. He might have gone five years. Matt Zuccarello got five years or six years, whatever he got a few years ago. Yeah, I think it would be in that range of like five Years six million Fine. per yeah that kind of been. range. Like look what Phil Deneau got his line mate for most of the three years he was in Montreal. Exactly. You know, so I good sign. It's a great sign for the Devils. I think and, they've had one of the more not even under the radar, but they've had one of the better off seasons I think of any team. I love what they've done. Obviously Hamilton's huge. Okay, we can talk about this before training camps start or like during training camps. But, about who's had the best off season? Yeah, and for sure. my take right now is the Devils. Oh yeah, I love it. Ryan Graves, yeah, obviously Dougie, yeah. They've had a great. They've had, and like a lot of their development is still going to come with from within. Yep. We it's haven't just, seen. We haven't seen. Game. We have not seen what Hughes is going to be yet. Right. I still think there's a lot. I think there's still a really high ceiling for Nico for Hishir. Dougie's right in his prime. I think Ty Smith is going to be fantastic. Yeah, Blackwood is still like 24, 25. Yeah, and Tom, I just want to say something. The, the, the Devils this year kind of remind me of the Leafs a few years ago in 2016-17 where there was, first of all, no expectations, and they all, all these young guys who never played really. Obviously, the Devils have had guys who have been playing for a few years, and they've got some leadership on their team now. It kind of reminds me of a young team on like the cusp of, 
oh, maybe they may make it this year. And then they did, right? So yeah. I don't know if that fully reminds you about the Leafs. Like, Tatar reminds me kind of like of a, of a JVR in a way, like on that team, older, comes in on a, like a cheap enough deal, right? No, I'll definitely just comes in, is kind of like a JVR deal. Um, but man, everybody on that team, that entire forward core, uh, outside of Andreas Janssen and Miles Wood is 24 and under. Yeah. They got a super young team, man. And they have a lot of, they have the high end guys. They have yeah. the Nico, they have the Hughes, they will have the Holtz. They will have another Hughes coming up. Uh, I'm talking forward core, but yeah, well, you said the, you said the other Hughes. Oh yeah, right. Sorry. A defense Other Hughes, um, <laughs> Ty Smith. If you want to put him in there too, yeah. All those guys will take steps, and they have outside of that, they have quite a, an extensive prospect pool. Um, just Dawson from, Mercer, Nolan Foot. Oh yeah, like McLeod too. Uh, will yeah not live they, up to his potential, but be there. He'll uh, be. A, he's already good. Like he's a solid depth guy. Yeah, and they've done a lot of Dawes, a lot of really good scouting of other teams too. Like Yanni Kukinen is fantastic. They got from Carolina. Sammy Vatnin trade, who yeah. just went right back to them yep. anyway. He played. I don't think he played a game with Carolina. Nope. He might have played a few. Uh, I don't think he, he might have played it a, in. I think he, he was hurt when he went there, and he might have played in the bubble, potentially. But yeah, no, they've done a fantastic job, and the Devils are going to be really, really, really exciting. Yeah. Very quickly. Yeah. Um, real quick, just before we get into the big part of the show, the Eichel trade, Eichel trade talks. Um, three goalies signed today, Ilya Samsonov, Carter Hart, and Igor Shesterkin. They all in contract. Shesterkin being the richest of the three. Um, four years, $5.6 million per. Uh, Carter Hart signed a four-year deal or three? Was Carter Hart's four? Three. Uh, Carter Hart's had a three-year deal. That came just under four million bucks. I think a 3.979 because that's his number. And that was like the big thing. And yeah, Sam Monov, uh, um, yeah. If you guys had to choose what um what's the best contract? I think we talked about it last year. I believe we made a video clip. I were making the video clip for YouTube uh, last year. Who's like the best young goalie you want to see in the future. My guy stole Carter. Hurt. I still like the guy. I, and I like his deal too, to be fair. It's like so low risk. It's also high risk too, because if he doesn't pan out, that was the goalie you, the flyers were supposed to really bet on for being that next, you know, guy in that organization. So if that if this deal ends up being really bad for them, oh god, I feel bad for Flyers fans. But I, I, I like the deal for Carter Hart. It's uh, it's really cheap and three years is not much. I don't love the Igor Shesterkin deal though. But Tom, what are your thoughts on those two uh, deals? Three deals, sorry. Yeah, Samsonov too. I don't like the Samsonov one. One year is only uh man, what are you doing? <laughs> lock this kid up yeah uh i don't know who you're who the caps are gonna go with as their other goalie um, that is true but samsonov's supposed to be their guy uh yeah he had a year. He is a lot of money i he expires as a ufa in i th- it's four years correct so he, like yeah that walks him right into free agency and Georgiev wants 
out. So I guess he had a little bit of leverage there, but in four years, you're not going to have a goaltender. Or if you do, he's going to be paid astronomically. I think Carter Hart steal by far is the best of any of these. And it's just, they've bet on him quite hard. Um, they've tried to develop him quite heavily. Is the backup there still Brian Elliott? No. The backup in Philly, because Brian Elliott went to... Alex Lyon. Or Martin Jones. Martin Jones, that's it. One oh, of Brian guys. Elliott went to the Lightning. Okay, Carter Hart better be so good so quickly. <laughs> uh, I, I do think he comes back to Carter I, Hart. I hope. hope. Yeah, I hope. He's got to. Um, the thing that made me... Um, it makes me kind of not worried about that deal is that him and Brian Elliott both had absolutely terrible numbers. And it was less of Carter Hart himself and Brian Elliott too, but Carter Hart, uh, and more of that defensive system and the defenseman out there. Yeah. It was more the system rather than Carter Hart himself. And I think that got to his head a little bit too. And there were some that he should have had, but uh, if I'm Flyers fans, don't worry. He he will be fine. He will be fantastic. Um, next Olympics is 2022. In 2026, he will probably be the starting goaltender. It's crazy. A year ago at this time, we would have pegged Carter Hart to be the starter at the Olympics, huh? And hey, now it might be Marc-Andre Fleury. Carey Price. Or Carey Price. Yeah. So you guys are really low on the Shesterkin deal, huh? That walks your starting goaltender right into free agency in four years, and you yeah, kind of just but but either way he would have walked into free agency. He's twenty five, guys. Either way, he's going to free UFA. It doesn't matter how long they lock him up for. If it's one year, two years, or three years. How about like straight. five, six, seven, eight? Well, but then you have to remember Lafreniere, Fox, Kako, if he ever breaks out. They, what do you have? I, I understand I, what say you're saying. You pay but... Lafreniere like eleven million dollars, right? You match the Panarin, which, like, God, I hope he doesn't get that kind of money because that plus Eichel, they will have no money. But again, that's the other thing you have to remember. You have to remember Eichel if they get him. You need a goaltender. I, no, 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 and they, and they won't one. have and one. They have one for and they have one for four years. How how do you know he doesn't resign though? The Rangers' window is very clearly right now with Panarin as good as he is right now. Like Panarin four years from now, is he still going to be the player he is now? Probably not. No. I don't know. He'll be 34, 35. Ryan Strom's UFA next year is a Banajad's UFA next year. Like, yeah, they backed themselves into a quarter with the Barkley Goodrow deal and the Jake Truba deal. And um, what's the other one? I think they Patrick Nemeth gained two and a half. Like, yeah, they've backed themselves into a quarter with a few things. Let's not forget Igor Shesterkin is incredible. Like I know his I know his sample size isn't huge. Last year he was a nine thirty two in twelve games. I know small sample size. This year was a nine sixteen and thirty five. He's if he I'd make the argument he's a top ten to twelve goalie in the league. You can make that argument for him. I think he's very good, and I know I don't think five point six is that bad. It's not. And you look I, and like, I know, again, I get it. I get it. He walks to UFA. He would have walked either way to UFA. You have four years out of him, and you hope he lives up to the potential that he's already shown. I think it's fine. I think, like I said, either way, you're walking him to free agency. I know that because I played in NHL 21 GM mode with the Rangers, and I, I gave him like a two year deal, and I thought, you know, that would keep him as an RFA, and I didn't realize he'd still be UFA, but. <laughs> 
So was he a UFA regardless? Like next year, yes. if he signed a one-year contract, um, he's a UFA? I don't know about next year, but he's 25. So like once yeah. he, probably if you gave him a one-year deal, I think he goes to I UFA. I think he would have been because he's the weird Russian rule coming <laughs> No, over. yeah, they're all weird, man. I don't get the, it. The, like, so yeah. Either way, yeah, so like either way, he goes to UFA. Yeah, but Russo, like, it's yeah. not like I'm like really hating this deal. I just like the no. Carter Hart more. Hart, yeah, Hart that more. too. Like, it, but it's just the fact that like just in like what four something around forty games, he just asked for like yeah, five point six, and you gave it to him already. 43. Like, like sure, Mark's are making six million. He had a better track record. He had more games played and like better. Had, but my argument for Markstrom would be he had one good year. And I guess Shosturkin really hasn't had Sturkin, one. And yeah, I, I guess. It, right. Yeah, it's weird, but what do you do? No, but the upside is definitely there, right? Like he's good. Yeah, like if the if, if he performs to what he did this year, and oh yeah, like, yeah, oh the deal looks fantastic. Yeah, and like I said, they couldn't. I guarantee Chris Drury wanted to give him like eight years. I guarantee it. But with the way their cap is structured, they can't. They have to prepare for. Fox's deal is going to be outrageous. Exactly. Lafreniere, if and when he breaks out, is going to yep. be huge. Kako, if he ever lives up to the second overall hype, is going to be huge. Mm-hmm. They got. It, it, what if they want to sign Zabanejad next year? What's he going to ask for? Nine, ten? He can. Yeah. I think it's. I literally. I think it's fine. So big part of the show. We're going to go through what we think could be some potential Jack Eichel traits. We all have a team. Um, obviously, it could be a lot of teams, but we're going to go with you know, three of the teams that we've heard the most of there being rumors about. Yep. Um, and we all have one mock trade per team. All right. So, Thomas, per we'll team. start with you. Sorry, for the team that we chose. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And we then all so, the team. so it's three trade offers. Yes. yes. And then so we're going to tell each other if we had need to add more add, or take away and say if they're good, and then I'll post something, and then we'll actually finalize what the trade could be. Yeah. That makes sense, right? Yeah. Yeah. So I'm gonna, we're going to start with Thomas. All right. Thomas, okay. who's your team, and what's the trade? I am the Los Angeles Kings, and oh, I desperately nice need team. some star power because the one team across from me, the Los Angeles Lakers, just got some star power, and they're destined for a championship. So the my Lakers. team... So my team needs to compete with that same team who shares the same arena, and I'm going to go out and get Jack Eichel. But it is going to cost the second overall pick from a few years ago, Quentin Byfield, a first-round pick from a few years ago, Tobias Bjornfort, the defenseman, Adrian Kempfe, two firsts, and one second-round pick in 2022. So was that too much, too little, or right about about the like the spending you'd spend for Jack Eichel in Los Angeles. Oh I mean, my god. Is it just for Jack Eichel or is there another piece coming back? I think that's just Jack Eichel. I think we should just nail it down to just Jack Eichel. Yeah, okay, I, that's fair. There's probably <laughs> gonna be some switching of contracts and like there would have yeah, to yeah, be yeah. a contract going back the other way for the Kings because they only have two million in cap space. I'm gonna say that is quite a hefty price. Mm-hmm. to pay um just because i think from what's said around the rest of the league the now we saw with vegas yeah that too and i took <laughs> that into consideration just a little okay, bit yeah. um 
and a little bit with the Rangers had a rumored pick and they said it was too much. Uh, just the the best player going back in that trade is Quentin mm-hmm. Byfield. Correct. And I think that that kind of offsets everything else going in the trade. Like they asked for a bunch of pieces um, and a whole lot of other things. The first round picks, they said they wanted four quality of first round picks. Quentin Byfield's uh, extra on that fourth round. For sure. Agree. He's just a little bit extra, a little bit better. Yep. Um, Bjorn Fort, I'm quite high on too. Uh, and then you've put in Kempe, Kempe who yeah. is quite good. He's a middle six. I and then you just went picks, correct? Yes, first, first, and a second. I'm down to get rid of one of the first, maybe or a second, but I think yeah, that would get rid of because if you're getting if you're getting Byfield and Bjorn for it, that's basically the equivalent of two firsts, which it is. Yeah, so you're basically Kempe two. You could first. argue is roughly about first rounder value. Correct. Mm, no, um, no, no, no. He's good. He's not that good. No, but like in terms of like, I think he's locked up. I'm no, not. No, he's got one year. He's got one more year. Ah, he's got one year and then he's okay. an RFA. Okay. Uh, I'll end it here and then Russo can take okay. over. I think that's just a little bit too high on the price. I'd be okay with, um, like if I'm do- going by field, mm-hmm. I would take out Bjorn Foot because that's my definite prospect Kempe I would I could see leaving and that's a roster player they said they want roster players exactly yeah they need bodies I'm I'm cool with that uh (laughs) and then like a first and a conditional second or two firsts I'd be okay with two firsts I think that's fine or put in all three picks but I think uh one of the two firsts has to come out or Bjorn Foot or Kempe okay Russo yeah, I'm with Tom there, I think. I, I'm i very much on the side of there's no such thing as an untouchable in a Jack Eichel trade unless the untouchable is Connor McDavid or it's Austin Matthews or Nate McKinnon. Yeah, yeah. Um, there's only like three or four untouchable players in the league in a Jack Eichel trade, very clearly. Um, but yeah, that's like, what, six assets? Six pretty high assets. Again, <laughs> I don't know what Buffalo is asking. Like, this is maybe that's the thing. Months. Yeah, like three months ago. Yeah, that makes sense because we heard the price was astronomically high, as it should be for Jack Eichel because he's a premier superstar in this league. Byfield going back makes sense because you need if you're doing a trade for Jack Eichel and and you're Buffalo and you're not getting the team's best prospect back. Um, then yeah, it makes sense. And that's up to Buffalo to decide who their best prospect is. Is it Quentin Byfield? Is it uh, Alex Turcott? Is it uh, who they just draft? They drafted um, uh, Brant Clark. Is it Brant Clark? Is it um, is it Bjornfoot? That's basically what the Buffalo to d- decide. Um, but to me, it would be Byfield. I think he's going to be a star in this league. So Byfield makes sense. You need a first-round pick. You need a roster player. Kempe or Ayafalo, I think, make the most sense. Just because the uh, yeah. Ayafalo's got term, Kempe has 
um, control after this year because he's an RFA. So that and they both sense. have upside too. Yeah, like yeah. Ayafalo like is just throw a ins. good. They're, yeah, they're both like middle sixers. Kempe is younger; he's twenty four. So Kempe probably makes a little more sense because you're not taking back Dustin Brown. It's not going to be Phil to know. It's mm-hmm. definitely not going to be Arvidsson. It's not <laughs> see you. Like no. they don't really have much in terms of like roster players. Maybe throwing Gabe Velarde as well. He's another guy that you know you can say instead of Kempe or. I follow give us Velarde because he's young. He hasn't played a ton. Um, and he fits into that. Um, Buffalo, like with Cousins and Darlene and That and the up the middle of LA, they're kind of stacked. And where's the spot for Oh, him? yeah. And like, exactly. So Same with um, like a Turcotte mm-hmm. as well. You can always make guys wingers. So it's easier yeah. to make a center a winger than a winger a center. Um, so yeah, like Byfield would stay. Two firsts, or like Tom said, a conditional second if they do something and become right. a first. Um, and then maybe another guy, like maybe a, a Kempe or a Velarde or okay. something. But I think four assets, I think, is probably going to be the most Buffalo gets. Okay. I don't think teams are going to be going, you know, like with his health being as uncertain as it is. Four assets if one of them has the pedigree of Byfield. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. For sure. Okay, so I'm going to finalize this. Okay, so I'm going to go Byfield. And I'm just going to put Bjornford in there, guys, because Brent Clark, they just drafted. That's another defenseman. Yep. They have way okay. more defensemen coming up. So I think, like, losing Bjornford, sure, Drew he's Doughty. good. But you need to... <laughs> yeah, that's not happening. Drew going the so other way Buffalo. I'll do Bjornford, um, Byfield, Kempfe, and one first. A first, first and, and a second. conditional second. Okay. Let's just let's just say a second. Yeah. All right. That's good. I'm good with that. All right. Whose yeah. team we going to now? Let's go to Tom. Okay. Tom, Tom's got a team that we just talked about. Yeah, I was going to suggest that I go first on that. But. Oh, yeah. What a transition. Anyway. Yeah. Good Good transition. Hey. Uh, none of us went to media school. No. That All Tom's right. Kind of good. Yeah. All right. So my trade is with the New York Rangers. You know who I ultimately think Jack Eichel is probably going to go to. Uh, if I had to guess, them or Minnesota are my two. Yep. Um, you started off with players, so I will start off with players. Or more specifically, in the crease, Alexander Georgiev. Guys, the Buffalo Sabres don't have a goaltender. <laughs> Craig Anderson, what are you talking about? <laughs> Aaron Dell, come on. <laughs> Aaron Dell, man, come on. <laughs> Guys, they need a goaltender who will not retire in about 365 (laughs) days. Dude, 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 listen, they're they're trying to get Shane Wright. Come on. Sure. That team can do it on their own. Put, like, Carey Price in that. (laughs) They will still probably get Shane Wright. Andre Vasilevsky. (laughs) Yeah, like, they're still finishing last. And Um, they got Luka Pekka Him too. But have your... Have a bunch of cards. Uh, Georgia says he's wanted out of the Rangers. I think there's been a trade request. I don't know if it's been formal yet. The, the agent like denied it, but I don't know how. Which did Sturkin signing for that? Um, I think Georgia is gone. I think he wants to be. I think he wants to be a starter, and I think he can be. Um, Philip Cheadle. Uh I quite like this player. Quite good on the younger side, which Buffalo is gonna start to need he's locked up for two years and will be a rfa at the end of it he's only 21 yeah team control and will be there going forward um i had another defenseman libor hayek yeah (laughs) rangers fans will be celebrating the streets if he's a guy in the eichel trade now 
they hate this guy. <laughs> really? Yeah. See, I just didn't. I kind of just felt like putting in a defenseman for some reason. Um, and I looked through, and they have a whole whack of left-handed defensemen. Right. And he was one of the younger ones. Keandre Miller was one I think that they could have done anyway. But mm-hmm. I feel like they're starting to come around and really like him. So just by default, it was either Libor Hayek or uh, Ryan Lindgren. And I just went with Hayek um, for the fun of it. And then I had a first round pick, which will be a 2022. Mm-hmm. And the range, so that'll be their own first this year. And then I had a conditional uh, second rounder because they have two. It's the Rangers and the Blues. And then depending on, let's just say, Eichel plays X amount of games and the Rangers make it past like the second round, right. it'll bump up to a another first for next year. Okay, so run through it one more time quickly. Uh, Georgiev, mm-hmm. Philip Cheadle, Libor Hayek, and we'll go with a first and a conditional second. That will be two firsts. So you want to go first? I don't mean to shit on your parade, Tom, but that's terrible. Is it just not enough value coming back? Not even close. Like, you just don't yeah. like Libor Hayek, do you? It's not like he's not very good. Georgiev is. Yeah, I thought he was. So, he like, let's put in somebody who is be, good instead. Yeah, Georgiev really hasn't proved that he can be a number one. Um, who is the other guy? Heedle. There's some upside there. I don't think it's a ton. I think he maxes out as like a middle six forward ish. Okay, would you be happier with uh, Kravatsov? Krav- no. Vitelli, no. If you're the if you're Buffalo. What's number one priority in a Jack Eichel trade if you're getting out of New York? Number one. Who do you want? Like you said, with LA, their best prospect. To me, it's it's so easy. It's Alexi Lafreniere. And that's not happening. Why? If you're in New York. Alexi Lafreniere, they're not trading But then who are you giving up? Who are you giving up? They have a whole glut. And the other thing, after I made this, I saw that supposedly Zabinijad is probably going to be in some type of deal. It could be. They're going to need the cap space. So. Yeah, but he's UFA in a year. You can resign him or trade him. He's going to resign in Buffalo. You can trade him. You can trade I'm him. Not, that's not like By me thinking that. That is, Bork for him? that is mm-hmm. the um, athletics writer for the Rangers yeah, saying listen, that, hey, listen, this is I, what I've heard is in the trade yeah. or trade proposals. But what's call a spade a spade here. If you're Buffalo, you ask for Lafreniere, you ask for Fox, or you ask for Kako. And if you don't get one of the three, you walk away. It's obviously not going to be Fox, but you have to ask. But if you don't get one of Lafreniere or Kako, you walk you away. You failed. Yeah. You walk away. You don't... Your, your big piece in the trade should not be Philip Heedle. No. And your big... And your other big piece in the trade should not be Alexander Georgiev. See, I don't think they're going to get... They're not trading Lafreniere. I'm pretty sure that's a like foregone conclusion. He will well, not be they're included. they're not getting Eichel. Okay, then we can go they're to a different trade request. And then the other one is... <laughs> uh, for Capo, they're, what are you going to trade him at diminished value? He had a better year than his rookie year. I still think there's... Some upside. Still, in oh, there is upside, and 
I mean, there's a lot. Yeah, oh, like top six potential for sure. Um, but you don't trade diminished value for something that you know is going to come back. Yeah. And then no, that's where I, I started looking at um, do I need to go a different route? Because either of those three are out. Mm-hmm. That's where I was looking at uh, Gratsoff as one. I even thought like Ryan Strom as a the roster player going back. UFA. Yeah, and like if the if the players are or if they're looking for like the equivalent of four firsts, I think roughly they have it. That's two I firsts. Know. I don't know. Two I'm firsts. Not, I'm not on Russell's boat of saying like I'm gonna shit on that, but like I just don't think that's enough, right? Like you have the goalie, he's not gonna be a franchise elite goalie, so that no, there it's that's not out. like they're trading Shesterkin. Heedle is like a capping out of like a third line center, right? And then Libor Hayek's probably capping out as a fourth, fifth defenseman, right? So I don't even think he'll be a fourth, fifth. I think he's more of a six, seven, eight. He's no, not okay. just, I, I didn't actually know that. I thought he was like more more gonna be of like a three four. So <laughs> I I actually didn't know he was that oh, no, low. No, 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 I thought he was better bad. than that. No, no, no. Like Rangers fans do not like this player. They do not like him at all. Okay, then would like Andre Miller? Yeah, we just gotta add to meat to the bones. Yeah, we just gotta meet to the bones. Like, That's all. We, we always like we talk about it. How like to get good, you need to give up good. Hey, like I just gave up Byfield. Yeah, and like yeah. we were saying, oh, Byfield, and yeah, same draft. Yeah, it has to be like again if you're the Sabers and you're not getting one of Lafreniere, Kako, or it's not going to be Fox, but Fox, no. you walk away. Plain and simple, you yeah. walk away. Okay. To me, like to me, if it's Buffalo, I'll give you my counter. If it's Heichel, you're looking at Alexi Lafreniere. You're looking at next year's first. Um, I'd want this year's because it still might be a lot. Sorry, that's what I meant. That's what I meant to say. Next next year, next year, whatever. Next year, this year, same thing. Um, First, um, need a roster player that makes some kind of money. I was going to say Barkley Goodrow, but it's clear. That's where I was like, maybe Filipino is still in that trade. Probably Filipino in there too. Probably. And and then maybe another. Yeah, I think a first Heedle. Lafreniere and like a second makes sense. I think that, yeah, I could live with that. But Tom can, right? So we got to add, we got to add, we got to add more. Like we could take out Lafreniere, put Kako, and then more picks, right? Okay. I'll do. And then if you need a roster player, like if Zabanajad goes the other way, it could be to make the cap space work. Wow. But the the upgrade is substantial. If I switch out Hayek for Zabanajad, will that make you happy? Oh, yeah. No. Really? Because Zibanejad's oh. UFA in a year, and he's not sticking around. That's true. Okay, Zibanejad, Capo, or DeAndre fit. Miller? Kako. Kako, okay. Kako for sure. Has to be at least one of them. Right. Has to be. And if you're Buffalo and you don't get it, you walk away. If you're yeah. Kevin Adams, you're you're the GM that just got a first for Rasmus or Salinen. If you're not getting a team's best prospect in return or a second best prospect, should be the first is Jack Buck and Eichel. Um, then you walk away. All right. Okay. So what's the final one you have there, Tom? A first, a conditional second rounder, which we will just say the conditions get met. So it's two firsts, <laughs> okay. Georgiev, Heedle, and Capo. I'm fine I'm with, that. I'm with con- that. I'm content with that. Yeah, exactly. I bet Zabinajad's in it. So 
just so, to make the cap space work. Yeah, probably. Yeah, I, I would think so. All, All right, right. So, Brad, you're living right. here. All right, it's your time. Brad, you're living's you, never you on this mine. Trade. This better be good. Oh, it will be. Um, the Calgary <laughs> Flames. If the Calgary Flames are trading for Jack Eichel, let's call again. I'm going to say it again. Let's call a spade a spade. The Flames do not have a prospect on the level of Quentin Byfield, Alexi Lafreniere, um, Alex Turcotte even. Um, they don't really have that. Even if you look at Minnesota, they don't have a guy like Marco Rossi. Right. They they don't have a guy like Matt Boldy. Um, they don't even have a Kirill Kaprizov, even though Kaprizov's a little older. So they kind of do. They kind of got like Matthew Kachuk, I would consider to be my Kirill Kaprizov. Um, what would the Flames be looking to give up? Quite frankly, nothing is off the table for the Flames because, like I said, they don't have a player or they don't have a prospect within their system that is going to be as good as Jack Eichel or will be as good as Jack Eichel is right now. Correct. So, in saying that, Buffalo's probably looking for Calgary's best prospect. You can choose whoever. I believe it's Matt Coronado or Connor Zary, depending on who you talk to. A lot of Flames people, insiders, they believe it's Zary. I believe it's Coronado. So, let's say it's Matt Coronado. Um they're probably going to want a defensive prospect because they don't really have much in there. Um, let's give them Yusuf Valamaki because I still think there's top four potential within Yusuf Valamaki. Um, and again, the Flames left side is a little – the left side is thin, but he is going to be playing behind Hannafin and Zadorov, even though he should be playing ahead of Zadorov. But anyway, <laughs> um, so Yusuf Valamaki, obviously a first-round pick, obviously. Um, a second, and let's call it a conditional if – requirements are met a first so you got coronado valamaki two firsts and because cap space is tight yeah yeah let's say for whatever reason sean monahan waves his no move um sean monahan can go too they do have 12 million but they still do need to sign players and they won't be able to make it work with um, two two million bucks in cash space. So Monahan goes the other way, and what else can you guys have? Uh, I'll throw you a defensive prospect. You can have Yan Kuznetsov as well. He doesn't project to be anything crazy, but he projects to at least to be a number six defenseman. At least, I think is what the thing is. So Calgary would have to throw in more assets just because they don't have the byfield, they don't have the Turcotte, like I said, um, they don't laugh right here. So I think the Flames would have to throw in quite a bit more to make it work. So so what's your final? I'll go through it again one more time. I'm going to go with basically take your pick of the prospect, either it's Coronado or Zeri. I'm going to go with Coronado just because I do believe he's better. Uh, Coronado, Valamaki, Monahan to make the cap space work. Um, a first-round pick next year or this year. Um, a conditional second that can become a 2023 first if conditions are met. And uh, Yan Kuznetsov, just defensive prospect. Russo, I think you made the trade, man. I like it. Like Hire me, boys. Sure, sure, you're giving up um, a lot. But like you That's said, none of those guys are going to be Jack Eichel, I feel, right? But they'll I definitely... I think the closest thing to being a quote-unquote star right i think he'll be a top six forward yeah but But like you said like you said it perfectly i think you have to give value if you want value Mm -hmm. value and if you don't have the value that i have in byfield and uh, tom had in let's say kako lafreniere fox you 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 nailed it i think man like 
giving up a lot, sure, their names, their players, their assets, but at the end of the day, I think you just got yourself Jack Eichel with that. Tom's going to shit all over my parade. No, I actually don't think it's too bad. You do still want to give up Sean Monaghan, though, huh? You How? How do you make the cap space work? You have to, Tom. I mean, I don't know. You figure that out. Uh, <laughs> I'm not the, is, I'm not the Flames the capologist. Here's, here's but, the thing, man, but Eichel, clearly better than Monaghan. Lindholm, proven in the last few years, clearly better than Monaghan. That's true. Monaghan, you're not going to pay $6 million for your th- third center. And Monaghan, when he's not playing with Gaudreau, he's very ineffective. He does one thing really well, and he scores goals, and he hasn't been doing that the last two years. I love yeah. Monaghan. I love him, but he needs to go in order to make that work. Even if you have to find a third team to take Monaghan and his cap to a team he's willing to wave to, like, say, Boston. I don't know. I wonder if the Sabres can look at that as like, hey, we'll take like a cap dump and you get diminished value on that. And instead of throwing in that defensive prospect, uh, what would be like a B prospect for the Flames? Behind, oh, I don't even know. If, behind oh, like you, Zari. Uh, probably either Phillips or... Uh, yeah, and you have to throw in like a Phillips Patterson. or a Dubé. Du- yeah, like Dubé, I can see happening. Just another roster player. Yeah. Like, and I saw people saying, like, oh, like, I wouldn't put Andrew Mangiapane in a trade. Like, what? I'm like, I love Mange. I think he's awesome. Like, if he's like the missing piece to get you Jack Eichel, like, don't you do it? Yeah, I think you do that. Yeah. Like, I, I, I agree. I just, you know, I think if you're giving them like two firsts, like your best prospect, like a, a one of your better defensive prospects who's already on your team. Like I said, it's not, they don't, they won't be able to top LA. They're not going to be able to top New York. They're not going to be able to top Minnesota. You know, even if Montreal wanted in, I don't even know if they can top Montreal. But if they're, if Bradshaw Living is very willing to give up the assets, they can make it work. They just got to figure a way to move out some cap space. That is true. I'm just looking at it and like, I will agree it is pretty much fair value and like you said none of them is gonna going to be jack eichel nothing going out that's a lot of value is it though really because like okay i don't know because okay is it coronado yeah like that's a guy you would love to keep but again jack eichel's better valamaki a guy you would love to keep but you got guys that can are very similar to him right now like shillington and Mackie, um, you know, you got Johanna Shinval coming, you know, like they got, you can, you can always sign like a friggin' sixth defenseman. Mm-hmm. Um, the first, if you have Jack Eichel, you're hoping you're competing. Yeah. And will, and what are the odds that becomes the first overall pick? If you're competing in the Pacific, if you have Jack Eichel, they would be competing in the Pacific. Oh, for is sure. That gonna, is that is that going to be the first overall pick? No. And if it's the 15, 16, or 17th pick, is that going to be better than Eichel? No. No. Unless, well, unless they hit on it. Unless there's a very big sleeper guy. And then, you know, if it's Kuznetsov or Dubé or Phillips or Pedersen, whatever it ends up being, are those guys even better than Eichel? No, I don't think so. No, no the Flames have nothing that's on that level. No, exactly. But I'm just like, I think of the value of four firsts and I went quite heavily off that Vegas one for mine. Right. right, right. Yeah. That's what I was. And I just look at all of these and it's like 
that's a lot more than four firsts in terms of value. Like you're looking at four, like I don't know what the Sabres uh, idea of four firsts is. <laughs> I'm assuming from the Vegas deal, it's like 15 to 20 range. Assuming um, from the Ryan O'Reilly trade. <laughs> yeah, like it's not a high level of firsts. And I look at these and it's like every everyone's kind of in that like 5 to 12 range of value per first, if that makes sense. Yeah, but the thing is, again, if you're Buffalo, you have to, you, you have to, you have to hit on this. Yeah. yeah. You can't, you like, remember the whole, and Matt I don't Duchesne think they thing? will. I don't no, know why Vegas no, hasn't no, said yes I, to that. And, and, I, and trade I don't yet. think they will either, but I think Friedman debunked that rumor. I don't think it's actually true. I'd hope. I think, I think that's, that's what Andy, I think that's. Trade. I know. I think that's what Andy said. I think Friedman debunked it. But anyway, like, what if Kevin Adams somehow pulls off what Joe Sakic did? Remember with Matthew Shane? We all mm. thought he was gone that summer, and then he stuck around. He stuck around. He stuck around. And then he got a huge return for him. Turned it and turned it into Bowen Byram, Sam Gerrard. Um, who else came in that trade? I'm trying to remember. There was some big pieces. A whole lot. It was Gerard Byram. There was like picks. Bowers. Uh, yeah. Adam ha- Andrew Hammond, who won a playoff game for them that year. Like, like they Our got Russian a Russian guy went to goal. the Preds. I remember. Oh, um, what's his name? He scored his first goal against the Flames. I'm, I'm blanking. I remember it was on Mike Smith, and it was absolutely Vladislav Kamenev. Kamenev, yes. Kam- Kamenov. Kamenev, yeah. So they got to do better than that, obviously. Or, no, sorry. They got to do better than the ROR trade for sure, but different GM. We'll see. We'll uh, see. So, what is that we'll fair? See. I think so. Yeah, no, I think these fair. are all pretty, pretty solid. Okay. All right. Because, like, with these teams, right? They like you're not giving like if you're getting Jack Echo, you're not giving up a guy who's going to help you get a playoff win and series win. Like you're not giving up a good draw. You're not giving up a Kopitar. You're not giving up a Panarin. Right. So like, yeah, these prospects, like they're never going to build up to Jack Eichel, but like, you know, you have to give them up. Right. So yeah. As I, again, you have to give to get. Yeah. I think that's what some people forget. You pay that extra value to get the superstardom. Exactly. And I don't know why. They haven't executed an Eichel trade yet because until he gets moved, he can't have his surgery. Because <laughs> the Sabres won't let him do it. It's so dumb. So, like, the longer teams wait, you're not going to have Eichel. Yeah. Yeah. You're not going to have him. So, somebody, please, just, just do it. Brad Tree Living, please do it. For God's sakes. I hope it, I hope it happens soon. Yeah, me And too. I'm glad we didn't do this, like, three months ago. <laughs> this was good filler in the summer and I was yeah. worried it would happen before we did this. Yeah. Um, I'm very glad it hasn't. Yeah. And especially in a week where like nothing's happened. Nothing's happened. Yeah. And uh, if for anyone listening is wondering why I didn't lose my mind regarding if you, if anyone saw the Matthew Kachuk rumors on calorypuck.com about him really not wanting to be here. Um, don't worry. We have an episode planned with some people. And we're going to go all in on it. It'll either be next week or the week after. We have something planned. And they've been on here before. And they recently released an episode of them losing their shit over Kachuk. 
um, and why this organization is stupid. But that'll come today. We just wanted to do something a little more fun. Um, later this summer, we're going to try and do like Canada, Team Canada, mock, mock, mock teams. Um, we're going to do top 10 at each position. Like we got some plans. Um, but I think either next week or the week after, um, the plan is to have Mike and Jordan on from in the dome. That's the plan at least. And we'll see kind of where we go from there. Um, yeah. Uh, just real quick, Oliver Shillington, he signed a contract today. Woo. 750K, one year, two way deal with Flames. So, yeah. All right. Now he goes in the Jack Eichel trade. Hey, that'd be a piece. I mean, I wouldn't hate <laughs> if they did that. All right. He's, I, I just, if the Flames end up keeping him, God, I really hope that they just let him play because he's good. Anyway, uh, you guys have anything else left to add or we all nope. good? Nope. I'm enjoying summer. I just wanted to shout out George Springer, honestly. And the yes. BPAs. Shout out George Springer. Hey, he good. hey, Leafs. Um, elite players show up in elite times. George Springer, buddy. Do you ever think about sure. how like? Do you ever think about how Vlad Junior is our age? Your you age. Think about that? My He's age. younger than me. Yeah, Thomas. You ever think about that? How good he is? And yeah, I have a jersey in my closet right now. Nice, nice, nice. But like, you know what's funny know. about this team? Like. I see all these people saying like 2015 vibes, 2015 vibes. I believe the Blue Jays won the division that year. This right now they're not yeah, even. Yeah, but they were they were basically in the exact same position that they are right now. Yeah. I remember I was in I had I was in Italy when they made the David Price trade and the Troy Tulowitzki trade. And they were they were still chasing the wild card and then they won like eight like eight series in a row and then they were in first place when we came back. I <laughs> they was were sick. In- I was in Colorado when they made the Tulowitzki trade. Yeah, that was crazy. And he was from Colorado, and that was cool. That was that was a wild time. I like this team more. They're more fun. They're more energetic, they're more youthful. Yeah. I think they're going to have a longer run of being good. Very much so. 2015, 16. Yeah. That's what we said about the Leafs. Uh-huh, and look where we are now. They're better than the Leafs. They wear blue. The players they're from Toronto. They, they're yes. the same. Hey, hey. The Jays wear baby blue. There's a big <laughs> Hey, those powder blue Jays are nasty. They're anyway, very nice. Before we ramble on for too long. Um, yeah, that's going to do it for this one. Um, if you guys enjoyed, hit us up on Instagram and Twitter at Burning League Pod. Um, yeah, that's really it. We will see you guys in the next one. Thank you so much for watching. Let's go.